Good Sunday morning, everybody. Uh, in case you have not been able to tell yet, today's service is going to be just a little bit different. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Broxton United Methodist Church, if you happen not to be a part of our local close-knit family, uh, please don't think that you're tuning in to the weirdest church in the history of churches. Uh, we are doing today what a lot of other churches are doing during this time. We are we are adapting, and we are we are living into whatever's going on in our experience right now. And when your when your preacher's in the hospital, your church service gets broadcast from the hospital. Uh, so that's 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 where we are right now, folks. And again, if you are joining us, if you do happen to be joining us for the first time, uh, we welcome you here. Uh, I am sorry. I apologize for the for, for the for the weirdness of this. But I do thank you, and I am glad that you're here. And as I tell you every week, if uh, if we were meeting together in person, I would let you know that you're the most important person here with us. So again, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Members, family, friends, of course, thank you for being here. And I just want to spend a few minutes with you here this morning. Uh, obviously, this is this is a little bit different. Uh, I am hospitalized, and I'll tell you a little bit more about about that in a minute. Um, but uh, but. Uh, just want to talk to you a little bit about love this morning and that's why i wanted to show that video we do talk a lot about love uh, at broxton and at oak grove and uh, it's it's something we've discussed over probably numerous times uh over the last year in, in sermons and discussions and in, in bible studies scripture studies because i think that it's very important to drive home the idea of christian love i think it's very very important for christians to understand what what real love is, what real love is, and what we are called to live into within a Christian context, with, within, within a context of a people who are disciples, who are followers of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. And so, yeah, we do talk about love a lot, and we talk about, we talk about love um, generally using the Greek term, and, we, and, and you saw that, you saw that there in that video, that Greek term agape, and it's, it, it's one of those, it's, 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 it describes perfect Christian love. It describes, I think the video put it this way. I think the video said something to the effect of it is that it is that kind of love that draws us towards uh, wanting to see and wanting to participate in the in the well-being of other people. Want to participate, want to give, wanting to be uh, uh, a participant in in, 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 in in the betterment of other people. Uh, the betterment of other people above ourselves, the betterment of other people, sometimes even sometimes even to the sacrifice of ourselves, because that's who we are, because that's who Christ was, and that's who that's what Christ modeled for us as we're, you know, we're in the middle of the Easter season. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, that Easter's not just one day in, in the Christian church. Easter, Easter is a season, and it's several weeks long, and, and uh, it's, it's several weeks between between Easter and between the day of Pentecost. And that's where we're at right now. We are, we are, we are in those days. We are in the Easter season, and and we talk a lot about the resurrection. We talk a lot about the the uh, of course the the atonement, which is the uh, the death, the sacrifice, and the resurrection of Jesus that, that provides us with salvation, that provides us with that reconciled relationship with God, and then we talk about love. We talk about that love of Jesus on the cross, and how He displayed that, and that it is the ultimate uh, the ultimate example of sacrificial agape love and that's what we're called to live into now don't get me wrong i understand we're not all going to die um for somebody else for, or for some or for other people uh, most of us most of us are not going to be called into that situation but christ is our example and we are called to love sacrificially we are called to put ourselves second 
we are we are in second place. And I know that 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 goes against a lot of things that we're taught. That goes a lot of that goes against our sinful nature. To be honest with you, we live in a me first society. We live in a selfish society that tells us that that, that, that to look out for number one, and uh, everybody else everybody else can 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 deal with themselves. That's not the Christian way. That's not that's not good Christian teaching. And that's not good Christian ethics. That is that is as a matter of fact the exact opposite of of what Christ taught and what Christ modeled for us. And I want to read to you um, a scripture real quick. I'm going to read a couple to you, but the first one I'm going to read is going to be one that's very uh, very well known. Uh, most of you probably have heard this at some point in your lives, even if you're not a regular church member or a church attender. No doubt, if you've ever gone to a wedding, more than likely you have you have heard this. Uh, particular portion of scripture. It comes out of uh, Paul's letter to the uh, church of Corinth, his first letter, and you can find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you happen to have a Bible with you, if you happen to have access to a Bible app, or um, uh, if you happen to be checking out, checking us out this morning on a laptop or, or a handheld device, and you can, you can pull up an app, uh, please follow along with us. But anyway, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, and we're just going to be reading, um, always always bring your Bible to the hospital, by the way. If you're getting the hospitals, it's a good idea to bring your Bible with you, even, even if you're not a preacher. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to be looking at just a couple of verses, verses 4 through, uh, verses 4 through 7. And let me read these first, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of explanatory statements. So starting in verse 4. Chapter 13, 1 Corinthians. Love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. The video talked about that, by the way. I, I think that uh, I'm sorry to sorry to break in break break into this in the, in the middle of this reading, uh, but it keeps no record of of being wrong. The video mentioned that we love without expectation. And, and, and again, I'm sorry to break into the scripture reading, but I think that's very important to note that we love people without expectation. We love people without expecting anything in return. To a greater degree, we are called to love people who are unable to love us back, who are unable to pay us back. That ain't Christian love if that's what we're looking for. So we start back over. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way, and it is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Verse 6, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. And that's the word of God for the people of God. This is, uh, this is, coming, from the, this is coming from the words of the Apostle Paul, and it's one of, it's one of several places throughout, throughout the entirety of Scripture, really, that it gives us a description, or, or at least some, some 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 idea, some description of what Christian love looks like. And again, you can find you can find uh, similar 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 things in multiple places throughout the Bible, throughout Scripture. But this is one of the more well known of the text. But we are called to unselfish love, agape, self-sacrificial love, and I think that we forget that a lot of times. And I think that we, a lot of times, maybe believe that we're living like that. Maybe we believe that we're practicing that in, in our lives. And a lot of times we're just, we're really not. Um, and I think I may have even hit on this last week in my sermon. 
But a lot of times we just don't want to love people. A lot of times we don't want to love people who are difficult. We don't want to love people who are unlovable. And those are the obvious cases. But a lot of times we don't want to love people because it gets in our way. A lot of times we don't want to love people because loving them might be a little bit too sacrificial for us. It may not just cost us time. It may cost us money. It may hit us in our pocketbooks. Loving other people may hit us in our comfort zones. It may cause us to step out and, and, and be uncomfortable. It may cause us to, uh, to uh, it may interrupt our lifestyles, our, our patterns, our routines. And a lot of times we just don't want to do that. That's a little bit too much for us, especially when it comes to finances, I think. But that's what I want you to think about today. Because today we have an opportunity. We have opportunities all around us to be loving people. And unfortunately, what I see out there a lot of times is we're not loving people because to do so would get in our way. I'm in the hospital today uh, for a number, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, was, I, I had a fever and, and some other issues um, that did resemble uh, the COVID-19 virus. And uh, I, after I was hospitalized, they did swab me for COVID-19 and those results were, were negative. But I got to spend some time on the COVID-19 hallway. Now, let me explain to you what they're doing here in these hospitals, because I don't think people are really getting the, 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 the whole idea, the big idea of, of how big and how real this thing is. Uh, but what they're doing is they are, they are transforming these hospitals. They are transforming these, these existing hallways, these existing wings into makeshift areas for COVID patients or people and or people who are exhibiting uh, symptoms that are that are that are similar to that of, uh, of COVID-19 virus. And they're having to modify these hospitals and they're taking enormous preventive measures. Uh, hospitals, trust me, if you everybody's probably been in a hospital at some point in your life, I assure you, you have never seen uh, the level of, of protection, the level, the level of self-protection that, that's going on in hospitals right now. Doctors, every, every, everybody not just wear a mask, but full protective gear. Contact is, is kept to a minimum, especially for people who may be carrying the coronavirus. Um, it, is a, it is a very solemn and uh, very, very sad, in all honesty, atmosphere uh, to be in. Um, but that's, that's where we are. That's, that's the reality of it. Um, and I've had a couple of the stomach issues and whatnot. So that's why, that, that's why I'm here. Um, but what I'm seeing right now is we have an opportunity to practice love, but we have an opportunity to practice love in a different way than maybe, than maybe we're either willing to or than maybe we're just not used to doing. You see, when this thing first started, that was about a month and a half ago, towards the beginning of March. And when they were, when we first started talking about canceling church services, suspending services, um, I was adamantly opposed to it. I couldn't imagine that. I could not fathom, couldn't fathom the idea of suspending church services. To me, that would have been to, to cater to fear. And we talked about that before. Um, but that's, that was my mindset and that was my thinking at the time that would have been catering to fear, in my opinion, back then, my opinion a month and a half ago. Um, because I was thinking of it from a me perspective, okay? I'm not afraid to be around these people. 
I'm not afraid to be around sick people. I'm certainly not going to avoid a sick congregant. Um, of course, I'm going to protect myself to whatever degree I can, but but I'm not going to avoid people, and and I'm not I'm not going to um, not love and not serve people just because they might be sick or just because they might be carriers. That's that's just a general attitude that a lot, that the, most of us really have. Probably a lot of us really have. Um, it doesn't bother me, uh, and, I, and I'm not going to not be around sick folks. The problem with that thinking, and, and that's fine thinking, but the problem with that is I was looking at it from a me perspective. Me not being afraid to be around you. What I was not doing at the time was taking into consideration that what if I'm the carrier? What if I'm the carrier of this virus? and I'm potentially effect, infecting all of these people around me. Well, that changes the dynamic a lot. That changes the dynamic big time. That causes me, that draws me to practice love in a different way. And we determined, our local church determined, most churches in the United States determined that the best thing to do, the best way to express that love was not to meet. The best thing that we could do to love our neighbor at that time and at this time right now was to not meet, as painful as it may be, to suspend church services. And it was the right decision, and it continues to be the right decision. Because as one way that we practice love is by not harming people. And if you are a Methodist, if you've been in the Methodist church any amount of time, you may have heard this, but uh, we, we, we practice, or, or, or a part of our history anyway, is, is, is something that's called Wesley's Three General Rules. John Wesley, of course, accredited to be the founder of Methodism. Wesley's Three General Rules are this. Do no harm, do good, and attend to the ordinances of God. Do no harm, do good, and attend to the ordinances of God. I'm talking about the first rule there. Do no harm. Do no harm. And that's, and that's, uh, that's a little bit more difficult sometimes, and it's a little harder to think about. It's a little harder to put into play than doing good is a lot of times uh, because it's hard to do no harm and that a lot and that makes us do some serious thinking. That makes us take some serious steps sometimes uh, when we start taking into consideration that one of the best ways I can love my neighbor is by not hurting him and not by hurting her and that's the moment that we're living into right now and that's why we're not meeting in churches and that's the right thing for this moment. That continues to be applicable to what we're living into now. As we know, many businesses have opened up. Um, whether you agree with that or not, what I encourage as a, as a minister and what I think our calling can, is and continues to be as, as, as Christians, as Christians, is that we continue to live into this. That we continue to live into this as people who love and as people who do not harm, and as people who take every possible measure not to harm our neighbor by whatever means that has to be, whether it means, and get mad at me if you want, whether that means that I don't go get my hair cut today, whether that means that I don't participate in, 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 in this group event, whether that means that I, that I, that I deny myself certain, certain luxuries, uh, for the sake of protecting my neighbor and loving my neighbor. So love is difficult. Love is not easy. 
a lot of times. I think we like to, we like to, we like to think that love is all about doing doing good to people and and that type of thing. But a lot of time, love is is sacrificial, and I think that is a wonder. What we're what we're going through now is a wonderful example of that. I want to leave you today with one more um, piece of scripture. At the beginning of year, we kind of started a campaign at Rocks United Methodist. It's, we are a we are a Romans 12 church. And uh, we started that back in January. We started talking about it probably around November, December. But we wanted to unravel, if you will, over, over during 2020, throughout, throughout the months of 2020, what it would look like, what it does look like to be a Romans 12 church. And if you're not familiar with that, I encourage you to, to open up your Bibles, spend some time in it, and take a look at the 12th chapter of the book of Romans. It's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful description uh, by, by again, the Apostle Paul of what of what of what Christians, individual Christians, um, can look like, should look like, really, and what the calling of the church is, the calling of the body of Christ is, and that's what we've been talking about off and on uh, at Roxton and Oak Grove for the uh, for the last several months is, is is becoming and being a Romans 12 church, and there's a lot of love talked about in Romans 12, and I'm going to read you a couple of verses uh, before we go this morning. That talk about love. So Romans 12, verse 9, says, don't just pretend to love others. Paul knows this pretty well, doesn't he? Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. And that's my, uh, that's, that's my message for today. Live into that. Pray to God. Seek that. If anything's holding us back from being able to love, to love God and to love neighbor with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, I would pray that I, you, would, uh, would seek the Holy Spirit's uh, guidance, would seek the, uh, the ability to be able to submit those things to God, to be relieved of those things, and that God, by his grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit, would give us the ability to practice self-sacrificial agape love that God might be glorified, that his kingdom might be exposed and revealed. Pray with me if you will. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made on the cross. We thank you for the atonement. We thank you for the resurrection. God, we thank you for agape love and how you modeled that for us. Lord, give us minds, give us hearts, give us the desires to live self-sacrificial lives, even if it hurts, even if it's painful, even if it hurts us in areas that we love the most. Help us, Heavenly Father, to resemble the character and the image of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, hopefully you'll see me back behind a pulpit next Sunday. Have a great week and may the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you throughout this week and always.